Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Yeah, and a glorious Sunday morning to you, Whitey Gleason and Alan Styles with you till... What do you think, Alan? Until about one o'clock today? That sounds right. I got a tea time at I three. Was so I was gonna say it yeah. looks like you're you're ready to go. You here. know, I, I got some inspiration from Steph doing his thing up in Tahoe. I'll be at Olympic for the first time. I, I know wow. some people who know some people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've been there as a spectator yeah. for a U.S. Open or two, but I never never even dreamed of playing. I'll, I'll, I'll take some pictures for you. I'll take some pictures for you. Actually, I told you I played. Karika and Alameda, my, my home course on Friday. And I don't know about you, but I left, I always leave my glove in my pocket. Yeah. So I left the glove in my pocket. It's been in my condo this whole time. So I had to put it in my pocket. My glove is in my pocket right now as we do this show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you could see Alan, he's ready to play. Clearly <laughs> you can see I'm ready to go. time today. I'm ready to go. And I heard you almost broke 90. I did. I did. Our one Lucas was trying to fix some scheduling stuff as I'm on the putting green and I go from birdie to bogey. All right. It's a famous 30 for 30. What if I told you someone went from birdie to bogey and that was on, that was on hole 15. I think three or four putt or what? I smoked the first putt. Yeah. And then I, it's just the wheels fall off, man. They fell off. I three putted three. So I was there for birdie. Yeah. Smoked it. So I had my par putt, missed the par gotcha. putt, and then bogeyed. Okay. I got it. And then I'm counting up my strokes at the end, and I see a nice 90 on there. Well, that's and pretty that's, nice. That's the first thing yeah. I thought of. It's not It's not his fault. It's my fault. No excuses. <laughs> no, it's his Hashtag no excuses. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, lots going on today. We got uh, the Giants back at it today against the Padres. A big game for the Giants today mm-hmm. because they have a chance to actually salvage a split after getting off to a rough start in that series. Uh, Summer League continuing and a big game today for James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. I know I, I, last time I was on here, I was in for Damon and Lucas and I, you mentioned Lucas already, he and I are trying to tell Ray how much we love Summer League and how much fun it is. And it is a lot of fun. And, it, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on that are pretty significant. And, of course, Ray was like, that's ah, terrible. Who cares? But today is a big dang deal for James Wiseman and the Warriors with Wiseman making his summer league debut. It is. And Wiseman went out and said that he's going to play or he plans on playing. I don't know how many minutes we expect. It looks like a lot of the guys are playing about 25, tw- around 25 minutes. I would assume 10 to 15 i can't see very many more than that yeah i think the real test for him is probably tomorrow mm-hmm. how he feels tomorrow but let's face it at some point you know he's just got to play and continue to play and he's so far behind in his development and in no way shape or form am i suggesting he needs to work harder blah 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 it sounds like this injury is much worse than than the warriors thought initially so but at some point there yeah he's got to be he's got to be beyond that so hopefully this is just the first small step in in the right direction in the direction of health for james wiseman everybody what everybody keeps holding on to is he's played well he's played more games than joel and beat his first three years in the league so we're just holding on to that that little nugget once that passes we got nothing else to hold on to but hopefully we don't have to and the question becomes do you need james wiseman during this run and a lot of people are sitting here saying well we just won one without one i'm not gonna say that anything that the warriors did was luck but i am gonna say that with a lot of things in life there's luck there's timing there's skill a lot of stuff is involved the Warriors got this championship. Does that mean 
just because they got this championship, that doesn't mean they don't need James Wiseman moving forward. He was the second overall pick, okay, for a reason. And to not have him on the floor, we can sit here and talk small ball this, small ball that. Kevon Looney played every single game. Are we going to hedge our bets on that happening again? Are we also going to hedge our bets on whoever makes it to the finals not having a big man? I mean, the Celtics had Robert Williams, but he's not an offensive threat. To me, it's less about James Wiseman, the seven-footer, and more about James Wiseman, the roster spot. You need depth. You don't have yeah. any depth right now. Right. Brian, our technical producer and our our producer overall today, Double executive duty. producer, Double yeah, duty. he said that uh, he saw some video of Draymond working out with DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> yes. Huh. Still on the market. Yeah. Here's the thing to your point. Yeah, you look at Wiseman. He's a big, a lot of people, I was one of them, frankly, uh, who said... Ah, uh, the Warriors need more size. Well, they won without it, so they don't need what if if he contributes this year, great, but they don't need it. However, you have to also consider who's gone, and the Warriors need something from somebody, mm -hmm. the players who are here, because you lost some significant contributions last year. And it's not really the Warriors' fault. That's just where it is. So the players who are here, Wiseman certainly won them, you need something from him to compensate for the loss of Bielitsa and the loss of Porter and the loss of Peyton. Yeah. I mean, even I, though they're not the same kind not, of player. Pardon. Right, you didn't yeah. have centers per se, but Bielisa did, you know, they both did some dirty work. Otto Porter had a ton of offensive rebounds. And right now, if Wiseman doesn't get on the court, you, I feel like they have to get somebody else. And we can say whatever we want about Boogie. We know Draymond, like you just said, working out with him. You need somebody. And you can look at the centers. You can look at who's available. There's some guys, I don't know if, Guys are turning down the Warriors right now because they're trying to get more money. And obviously the Warriors are going to try to get them at vet minimum. Maybe that's what's going on. But I don't know that you can go into this season with Kevon Looney, James Wiseman, and Draymond as your, your center approach. And everyone can sit there and say, well, they do it every year. Well, nobody is getting younger. Nobody is getting less miles on them. And other teams are, if you're not, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Mm -hmm. that, that That's just what it is. And to me, all the Warriors have done right now, they, they've just lost players besides Kevon Looney, and they've added DiVincenzo, who we think could be a nice piece, but honestly, we don't know. I mean, he wasn't outstanding in Sacramento. He is here to kind of refresh and reinvigorate his career. Mm -hmm. That's why the Warriors got him on a good deal. Here's the thing I always think of when I think about Cousins and his fit with the Warriors. Uh, and you, if you know this, if you read Ethan Strauss's book, uh, The Victory Machine, uh, long story short, when DeMarcus was here, and, you know, he put up decent numbers here, but he would play and he would shoot. You know, he's on a short-term deal, and he would shoot the ball, and the Warriors would tell him, DeMarcus, that's great, but that's not really what we want from our centers. We want you to rebound and defend, and we've got other people to shoot the ball. And DeMarcus would say, okay, gotcha. Then there'd be the next game, and he'd still continue to yeah. shoot because he's like, I got to show the next team I'm going to play for right. what I can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's <laughs> not there. He's not there to to follow the rules by any stretch of the imagination. But maybe now he's a little, you know, he's been around, yeah. he's bounced around a little bit. He's tried this before. I, I'm just sitting here trying to look at these centers, and there's not a lot. There's there's not a lot around. But you need somebody. I mean, Taco Fall, probably not. I think that their plan, clearly last year, the fact that they didn't get somebody late in the year showed that their plan was Wiseman's going to be healthy. He's our guy. 
Yes. So, you know, that's, they're fine with that. And we'll see how it we'll works see, out. We'll see. Hopefully, today will be the first indication that he's just going to be healthy enough to be considered for that. Yeah. Luca Garza. I oh, mean, there were some people calling the station at the draft when, you know, at his draft. He, I don't know why they don't draft him. Well, he's not very good. Okay, he's okay, but he's just, it's a whole different game right. in the NBA. Than most it was most, in most of these guys are non-starters, but Mitchell Robinson, I mean, a lot of these guys, obviously, you're, you're getting, you're, it's like the land of misfit toys at this point, but. You just need We're bodies. All misfits. <laughs> I just think you need bodies. I'm a water pistol that shoots jelly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that is. Just take the jelly out and put water in it. But anyway, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, Hassan Whiteside but, is a name who I don't know if he would go vet minimum, but I'd be all right with Hassan Whiteside. Some baggage. Some baggage. With a guy like Hassan Whiteside. But yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully well, Draymond's working out. out with Boogie. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pick yeah. your poison at this point. Fingers crossed for, for James. James Wiseman. I'll tell you, here's my summer league reaction. Are you ready, mm-hmm. Alan? And it's uh, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, Alan Styles. 888-957-9570. Comcast Business Sex Line. We'd love to talk with you today. My summer league overreaction is, you got to get rid of this Kaminga guy. He's terrible. Oh, man. He had a rough <laughs> He's go. He's terrible. He's just getting some rust off, right? But look, here's the thing, though. That's what they say about Summer League, to be fair. And, of course, he's just getting back. He just yeah. joined the team. I'm kidding. Before but, the texts come in, yeah. But playing what basically Summer League for these guys, you can't, if you're, you can't win for losing. Because if you play well, well, they got real legitimate NBA time. Nobody cares, mm-hmm. right? If, if Kaminga, Moody dropped 34. I don't think anybody Moody's cares. He's amazing. He is yeah. really good. But if you don't play well at Summer League, now you're not playing well against fringe guys. And that would be fine if they were going into last season. But again, no GP2, no Otto Porter Jr. And a reason, it is said that one of the reasons on top of the luxury tax that they didn't bring some of these guys back is because that's playing time that's now going to go to the young guns like Kaminga, like Moody. So nobody's freaking out over one bad game. But these guys are going to have legitimate minutes next season. This is they're you're you're not taking the training wheels off. I think you're taking maybe one training wheel off because they're going to get real minutes here. And if each you're going to take that, one off, Alan. You might as well take them both. Right. Off, the, you got to keep well the balance. Yeah. You got to keep the balance. So the training <laughs> wheels, I think maybe they were on last year. They're coming off this year, regardless of whether they're ready or not. It's like when you do the swim lessons, right? And you got to go to the bottom to, to get your certificate. You got to go to the bottom to get the weighted bar. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. about to go to, you're out to the shallow end. You got to go to the bottom, the 12 foot part of the pool, and you got to grab it. Mm-hmm. And you got to bring it back up. That's going to be Moody and Kaminga this season. Here's what I notice about those two guys. And this is maybe going to sound like a shot at Kuminga, but I don't mean it as a shot at Kuminga. I mean it as a, a compliment for uh, Moody. And I've talked about this before. I may have talked about it with you, and I apologize if I'm being redundant, but if you watch those guys during the regular season, when they were on the bench, there were times when Kuminga, totally understandable, not a criticism, but he'd be laughing and kind of looking around and, you know, joking with guys. And Moody was like, Locked in, man. Yeah. He'd be looking at the scoreboard. He'd have that moody face, and he was taking it all in. And then you see him in Summer League, and he understands, you want me to do what? All right, here we go. And Kuminga, in the last game, and I'm kidding when I say they should trade him, but in the last game, he kind of looked like he didn't really want to be there. And that's fine. It, it, you know, he, he looked like a 19-year-old playing Summer League. But Moody's just amazing the way Moody is just like, you want me to do what? All right, here you go. I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. He's so and- mature. 
And look, I'm not, we're not going to do this, but you do have to make a footnote to say whether it's positive or negative. At the end of the game, Kaminga just walks off. You go to Summer League, everybody's shaking hands. Kaminga just left. Now, we can look at this two ways. We can take the positive approach and say he was so upset at how he played. He just he, he just needed to figure it out because, you know, LeBron has walked off after games that, yeah. that he hasn't played well or big losses or things like that. Or you could say, is this guy, how mature is this guy? Mm-hmm. If, I mean, it's worth the question. Because I don't know how mature you were at age 20, and I know how immature I was at age 20. Mm -hmm. And again, you're not handing him the keys. I've been saying this. You're not giving him the license, but he's trying to get his permit. That's this season. You can drive around with your parents. Yeah, That's the Kaminga and Moody this season. Is he ready to get his permit? Because the Warriors, we're not going out and getting people because of the ceiling. A lot of people have high ceilings. I played with a bunch of guys at the Y that had a high ceiling. What's going to happen now? Again, he's only 20. And we can say that in the positive way. And we could also say that in the negative way because we don't know. Are we you playing know. with guys at Olympic Club today with high ceilings? Different sport, I yes, know, but are you? I am. I am. These guys, they play in tournaments. I'm going to be the anchor. I just hope I'm not that heavy of an, a- of an anchor. <laughs> I just hope. I hope. I don't know. I just I know you're a baseball player, and I just I look at you and I say that's a guy who's a good, I'm good also, iron striker, good ball striker. Yeah, the drive is the problem because I'm as flexible as a as a wooden board. I got to do more. I was doing more yoga at the beginning of the pandemic. I got to get back into it. Yeah. I got to get back into Let's it. Let's go. Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah. 888-957-9570. Let's talk to TJ on 95.7 The Game. TJ, you're on with Alan Styles, Kevin Gleason. What's up? TJ? We have lost TJ. An inauspicious start to our calls today. I was going to say, not the yeah. best. <laughs> the best leadoff hitter. Yeah, that's all right. 888-957-9570. The bar is low if you want to be considered for caller of the day. From the 650, Moody is 19 with the maturity of a 25-year-old. And then there's something here about his hairline. I'm not going there. I don't think that's... Hairline of a 35-year-old. Come on, that's a a cheap shot. Hey, if he plays well, he'll figure it out. If LeBron can come back, anybody can. From the the 510. LeBron did that movie, uh, and then his hairline was improved. Yeah, it got better. It got better. From the 510, I've been saying Moody is going to be the better player long-term than Kuminga. Moody's had more of an immediate impact when he was on the floor during the playoffs. I don't know. You were talking about ceilings, and obviously Kuminga would appear to have a higher ceiling. Moody is, you know, you talk about these guys are trying to get their permits. Moody is a guy who already you're looking at going, you know, he could be an instructor. He could. He could. (laughs) And you know, I hate to do it. I hate, I hate to do this because I think that Moody could be better than this, but are we looking at a version of, because we don't know what Trey Lance is going to do, but when I see Kaminga and I see Trey Lance, two very high ceilings, when I see Moody, I think, Maybe a better version of Mac Jones in a way, wow. right? Wow, ceiling okay. ceiling yeah. might not be as high. They're a bit more ready made, but they're a, they seem to be more proven than their counterparts that are. And obviously, Moody and Kaminga don't play the same position. But you get my point of the ceilings where it's more of a risk with Kaminga. It's more of a risk with Trey Lance, but high risk, high reward. I was at Alameda County Fair yesterday. Yeah, okay, me me the wifey. And another group, we got married in May. They got married in June. So the, the newlyweds take Alameda County Fair, and we did the horse races. And we won about 200 bucks racing, you know, uh, on a certain horse named after my wife's grandma. Just, it was really? a coincidence. Yeah. A coincidence. What's the name? Can you share it? What it is? was Northern Rose, and uh, my wife's grandma's name is Rose. Okay. So we were like, we got to. 
put yeah. the house on it. There you go. We did. Uh, the house was about you know five dollars, and we came up two hundred. So then I go in and I bet another hundred because we're up. Yeah, did not win. So we walked away with one hundred. Yeah, it was That's you know nice. it was a good time. And it was a fun. good time. It was a great time. Yeah, it's always a good time when you're winning. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so did you go? My dad used to take me to the Solano County Fair. Mm-hmm. My dad's not around anymore. But my dad used to take me to the Solano County Fair, and he'd show me how to bet horses. And he he'd go to the paddock and look and say, you know, let's look at the horses here. And I don't know if we knew what we were doing, but I'll never forget that. And I was kind of oh, I like that horse is very skinny. I'm not betting on that horse. But did you do any of that, or was it just the name? So that was my name? problem. The first, I actually won the first two races that I bet on, but the first one was just 25 bucks, something like that. Then we won again. Then after that, we left, went, did the carnival part, went on some rides. And you dominated with the baseball toss, right? I I did the baseball toss last year. I did not do it this year. I just, I I didn't want to be too cliche. I didn't want to be cliche. Or so, so you so dominated the basketball shoot like I Steph Curry in Great America. Did not make anything. Then the other couple they hadn't won yet, so they wanted to go back, and that was my problem. I went back, went to a different person. I looked at the horses, completely different swag. Mm. That's where I lost, and I could have not bet, but you know I want to be a part of the fun. I mean, what's up? You know, hundred bucks. Why, why don't we? Why don't we make it five hundred? Did yeah. not make it five hundred. Yeah. My mom always bet on gray horses, and I think one of them won one time or something. So I'm always like, "Oh, the gray horse." There you go. That's really stupid. Yeah, but it's just in there. There was you know? a guy. He had his fedora on. You know, this was his time to shine. Yeah, explains all this stuff to me and my buddy for the first race. Explains all this stuff. We bet the horse he's talking about. That horse came in like fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost a show. And my buddy wanted to find him. Let me go talk to this guy. I'm like, that guy's long gone, man. He's going to tell somebody else the wrong thing to do. But. Getting back to, you know, Trey Lance versus Kaminga versus Mac Jones versus Moody, it is it is more of a high risk when we're when we're talking about what these guys could bring to the table, but it's also a high reward. And for the Warriors, Kaminga isn't as high of a risk, obviously, as Trey Lance is for the Niners giving up picks and doing things like that. Moody looks ready to go. He looks ready to go, and unfortunately, you don't see Ryan Rollins because of this foot injury, but we're good. I feel solid on the guard front. It's the front court front that is a bit worrisome to me, and then you see Draymond working out with Boogie. Is that the Calvary that's coming? When your pockets, the Warriors got pockets like me after I lost the race, right? Yeah. They don't have a lot of money. I'm a little concerned, and we'll, we'll... Touch on this a little more in depth. Bottom of the hour, little concerned about uh, certain aspects of the backcourt. But going back to horse racing and tying it into what we're talking about, you got four horses, okay, Alan? Which one are you betting on? And the winner is the one that ends up with like the best career. Mm-hmm. The four horses are Joey Bart. Mm. You got number two horse Trey Lance. Number three horse is Kaminga. Number four horse is Moody. And it's possible that none of them will be a superstar. Which of those four do you think comes closest? Which which ends up with the the best career? Mm. I would go Trey Lance, and we may have talked about this just because of the fact that he's a quarterback on a really good team, and he's already got a ton of help. Poor Joey Bart, and then he got a foul tip off his thumb Friday, and he just is having a hard time making contact. Um, and you know the announcers keep stressing, well, he's doing a good job defensively. Okay. I mean, Moody, and it looks like he's going to be really solid. Right. But how about the superstar Kuminga has the ability? I don't know. I I would bet on Trey Lance at this point. Yeah. 
He's a stinking quarterback. You, you have you know? to bet on yeah. Trey Lance, but if it's not Trey Lance, it's probably Moody. But the, the the other question is timing, right? Because Moody again is more ready now. Kaminga might not hit his ceiling. Could Kaminga not hit his ceiling before the the big three are gone? Is that mm. it's possible? Yeah, we're gonna know so much more this next season. This because Jordan Poole, what he did, I, I wouldn't call that the norm. To go from fringe G League doing that to just it, it just clicked. Yeah, and I his don't know. Second year, he was pretty good. I yeah, know everyone says he arrived last year, but the year before, he was pretty darn good. He, he could contribute. He was another reason yeah. that the Warriors were even in the play-in. Yeah. So this year is going to be huge for Kaminga, but I would also say I don't know that we're going to see a Jordan Poole jump because I don't know how often we see Jordan Poole jumps in the league. Right. right, that third year, I think a lot of people say that third year is the big year for these newcomers. So next year would only be coming to second. Mm-hmm. But again, that's fine if you have other guys. Kaminga's going to be playing a lot, so you're going to have to live with it and die and and die with it, regardless of what it is. Steve Kerr is not going to have the ability whenever Kaminga missed an assignment or or just made a bad play. Steve Kerr would get him out of there. You can't do that next year because who are you going to put in? Right. So to answer your question, you have to go Trey Lance. But if I'm not going Trey Lance, I don't know. Not Joey Bart, though, is it? It's not Joey Bart. It's not Joey Bart. I mean, catching, really? He's doing a great job receiving. You can find a million guys. If you're you're talking about that, that's because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's not what you lead with. Yeah. That's not what you lead with. But I guess you got to go Kaminga. You got to go Kaminga, but, and, and I'm not overreacting to anything that we've seen. I, I'm just, he's just young. Yeah. And, and so is Moody, but Moody doesn't, they, the, the team even says that Moody behaves like an older player. He's kind of got an old soul. Yeah. The team has even you said that. It. You can yeah. tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Real quick, we do have a final from Wimbledon. Djokovic wins it. Nick Kyrgios comes in second place. I was watching a little bit on the drive-in, and Kyrgios was losing his mind. The whole—I don't know who he was. He was yelling at fans. He was yelling at his team, his, his whole chair umpire, coaching, yeah, everybody. Yeah. I mean, it made it a bit more exciting for me to watch. But <laughs> it was—it was incredible. But there the you go, Joker man, the He's Joker amazing. again, yeah, again. I don't know if you're if you're a tennis fan, please please chime in. You know, with college football, and and we see, and it's. It's actually interesting being a Warriors fan because Warriors are in the finals a lot. They they were joking, calling it the Warriors Invitational. But when it comes to the same players winning over and over again, is it exciting? Golf, when it was Tiger, it was exciting because Tiger's exciting. I don't know because I don't watch enough tennis. It's Nadal. It's Djokovic. Every single year. Not that long ago, it was Federer. And it was Federer. Yeah. It was a three, three-headed three monster. Now it's two-headed monster. To me, it's... And my mom was a big tennis fan, and I used to announce team tennis matches in Sacramento. So I'd consider myself not a big tennis fan, but I used to be a bigger tennis fan. The cool thing about it is when you see a guy adding to his legacy. Sure. When you see a great player. Because you don't know that he's good. It's not necessarily automatic. Um, and I know, as you say, well, he won again. Of course he won. But that was... Uh, did, how many sets? Did it go four sets today? Yeah, so it wasn't like a, 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 you know, he hammered him, blew him out. So to see a guy add to his legacy like that, one of the all-time greats, that's kind of cool if you look at the bigger picture. It feels like 
Right. And and I'm not saying anything as far as how impressive it is. I'm just saying it feels like it's been redundant and you're like, yeah, over a decade of. But at least it's been those three. Mm -hmm. It hasn't just been one. I mean, Serena for a while, it was all Serena. Again, I would make the argument, and 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 I this is, I am not a tennis person at all. But from what you'd be I've a good seen, tennis player, I bet with your hand eye. I've played. Yeah. I've played. Okay. My, my friends are trying to get me into pickleball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? I I feel like I've crossed a line um, where I'm. Not, I just don't respect myself anymore. If I play <laughs> as an athlete, if yeah. I take that step, I've been tempted, and it looks kind of fun. But I feel like it's almost like giving up. Really? I, from an athletic standpoint. I don't know. They're moving quick. Yeah. It moves quick. I'm probably wrong. But pickleball, I, I just feel like uh, it's like wearing, you know, sweatpants to a restaurant or something. Right. Just, I don't know. I don't know. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Djokovic wins again. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm just not a tennis person. But from what I watched today before I drove in, it was exciting to yeah, me. Yeah, it was but a good match from what I saw. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, I and if it was Nadal and, and Djokovic, that probably would have been worse, to be completely honest. For for the non-starters that don't know, I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. any difference. I could just assume he's going to win again. Yeah, when yeah. the great players are playing for something and it's up in the air, you know, there's there's something on the line. Whereas two guys that who are these guys? I don't know. To me, I'd rather see the great player trying to add to his legs. Well, I believe Serena is one away. She needs one more Grand Slam to either take take the crown or or tie it, something like that. So Serena's somewhat, and I don't know. I, I mean, mean, she got knocked out. I don't know that she's going to get it. Yeah, I don't know that she's going to get it. Five one zero is chiming in. Pickleball is like frisbee golf. What this, about, this golf worse? is fun. It's well, just what's worse, yeah. frisbee golf or foot golf. You see that when they come out with the soccer balls and yeah. they play. Have you seen that? Disc golf's more legitimate. I, than I feel like golf. soccer ball is the worst. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be the worst. Yeah, that's like golf courses. Like no one's coming out anymore. What are we gonna do? Brian, uh, Brian foot golf. All right, great. Brian, yeah. Brian is chiming into my ear. Foot golf is so much fun. Brian, would you take it as a compliment or a diss if I said you look like someone that plays foot golf? <laughs> no, I wouldn't because it's <laughs> it's so fun. And when I was on the golf course, some some golfers on the tee was like, "What are you doing?" It's like I'm playing foot golf. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, from the 510 Warriors legend Rick Barry, huge on pickleball. He was a great, and he probably still is a really good tennis player. So that doesn't surprise me. All right, coming up here, it's Alan Styles, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason. Uh, next, we'll be looking at the Warriors and are they having a rough postseason? Tell you, there's one thing in particular about this offseason so far for the Warriors that sends a chill down my spine, and that's next on 95.7 The Game. Before we get back to the Warriors, I got a question for you at 888-957-9570. And a question for you, Alan. It's Alan Styles and me, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason. I don't know how much of the Giants you saw Friday. That was uh, after they lost the extra inning game Thursday in San Diego. They lost Friday night. Six to three, I think, was the final. But that was the game in which the Padres debuted their City Connect uniforms. Did you see those beauties? Oh, I saw them. Yeah. Um... Big controversy in the Gleason household. We have a daughter who used to go to school down there, and she says, you know, I kind of like him. I think I'll get one of the hats. My wife said, 
That's like cotton candy. It's terrible. What are they doing? Oh, my God. Just wondering what you thought. So I'm confused on the City Connect jerseys in general, right? So the Chicago one, Tim Anderson is probably my favorite. He is my favorite player. I really? have a Tim Anderson jersey, and it's the City Connect one, so it, it says Southside on it. They are the South Side of Chicago. That makes sense. The Giants one just is a play on the actual jersey. The Padres one, what is, what is the rhyme or reason? That's is, a good question. Is somebody from, from San Diego, can you let us know what what is the... Because I guess my question is, do all of them have any meaning or not? Like the Chicago one, the White Sox one seems to have some meaning. South Side, bit of a nickname. The Giants one seems a bit random. Well, they do have the fog. They have and, the fog. Yeah, yeah. Right? The Cubs are, excuse me, I was going to say the Red Sox are different colors, but I think they are the colors of the Boston Metro, so, like yes. a public transit. Yeah. So the Padres, my understanding is it's supposed to reflect the culture of Mexico and Tijuana. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. They're still horrendous and losing <laughs> to a team in jerseys like that. You should be ashamed of yourself if you are the San Francisco Giants. Uh-huh. But it Blake happens. Snell, I believe, had two different color shoes on. I it, think he had one pink and one of summer mint. ball. It reminded me yeah. of a showcase game yeah. in the summer. Right, and they should have three numbers on the back. They look like jerseys from that guy that plays softball that walks in the bar that still has his jersey on from the game. He yeah. wants everybody, yeah. and he's probably rolling his bag in too. <laughs> Dude, get out of the, yeah. Manny Machado says, "I love him. I hope we can wear him when we play at Dodger Stadium." What What else is he supposed to say? <laughs> right? I mean, he had a home run and they won. That's his employer. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. I don't know. They were they were atrocious. My favorite was, and this was before City Connect jerseys, but um, the White Sox, you know, they used to have throwbacks, and they were kind of like the old style that they hung out and, and big, baggy uh, uniforms, dark blue. And one time, Chris Sale was, when he was still pitching for them, you may remember this, Alan, and he's pitching, and you know that that's who decides what jersey gets worn is the starting mm -hmm. pitcher. And so he wanted to wear whatever he wanted to wear, and they said, "No, we're wearing the throwbacks tonight." And he took scissors to him and he cut up he cut up his whole uniform. He just sliced it up. Chris Sale, yeah, when he was well, with the White know, Sox, he just went. I know off. he went. Yeah, he did. He's a bit of a hothead. He <laughs> yeah. went off in the minor league. Yeah, stadium. What are you doing? I guess some fan is. That's how they caught it. <laughs> Look like Nick Kyrgios out there. I'll give him some credit though. He said, "I'm yeah, no excuses. You know, I kind of act like a jerk sometimes, and that's what I did. All yeah. right, I gotta, I gotta call it like it is." You know, talking about these jerseys, do we have an answer as to why this is incredibly random? Remember that it almost looked like a cursive G that Giants hat with a, a cursive G back in the day, and it just went away. Huh. It was there for about... Were those spring training caps, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Um, it's funny because talking to my daughter, Lonnie, um, you know, she said, I want to get one of those um, hats, Padre hats. And I said, well, the Giants hats, the orange ones, my understanding is at least initially, maybe they're easier to get now, but it's like, they're hard to get. The City Connects. Yeah. They're in demand. And I, so, I don't think she'll have a problem. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I asked her. She goes, "Nope, I, they're in stock." Yeah. MLB. They're actually. My wife says, "Yeah, because they are terrible. <laughs> they're actually on discount. You get buy one get one." <laughs> yeah. Um, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday. There was a time when your team colors and it starts in school. They're almost sacred, mm -hmm. right? And what were your? You went to. So I went to Dale Sal. 
Where'd you go to college? I went to Temple. Temple, I thought so. so their colors cherry are cherry and white. Okay, and fight, that's like, fight, fight. Yeah, you look at like Michigan. I didn't go to Michigan, but you know the the Mayas and blue, right? It's like that's sacred. You would never wear another color. Um, and it used to be that way in pro sports too, and now it's like, eh, no, we can make more money this it, way. Should we blame all this on Phil Knight in Oregon? Did they start this? Oh, maybe, huh? Because they started getting a little squirrely with their colors, but now... But they were still basically like green and gold and some silver. And but you know what else is bizarre to me, and it has always been bizarre? The 510 is saying the curse of G was a batting practice hat. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I could remember if I ever saw it in-game. I just remember it, there was a time, I felt like early 2000s, and I just thought, those are bad. Those are bad hats. You know what else <laughs> I don't get? And, and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not coming down anybody's road, but I... I kind of am because during the during the NBA finals, I'm coming in to do a show. I get off bar and I'm walking down Market Street and I see this guy with a green hat on, right? Green new era hat on. I'm, Here we go. These Celtics fans are out and about. It was a Giants hat. So it was all green and it had a white SF and they make I just never understood 888-957-9570. If you have a team hat. That is not your team's colors. Can you explain yourself? Yeah, I'm glad you say that. And I, I feel the same way. I've been reluctant to talk about that because I feel like it makes me old. But, I'm just and, curious. Yeah, but I'm with you and you're not old. I was at the mall yesterday looking at some hats. And yeah, they had Giants hats. I think they had a, like a sky blue one and like a yellow one. And I was like, no, that why would I don't get it. What? I do not get it. <laughs> I, and here's the worst one. I've actually seen blue Giants yeah, that's just wrong. That's it's just, just wrong. It's almost as wrong as the split cap. I would take the split cap over a blue Giants hat for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 888-957-9570. Bottom line, the Padres, uh, the <laughs> City Connect. I just saw, I was like, hey, the Giants are playing the, the San Diego Marlins today, yeah. right? They're playing the Marlins. If, if, the Padres wear those jerseys again. And they will. They were going to wear them uh, every Friday night home game. So they wear those jerseys. And if the Giants wear their City Connects at the same time, you need sunglasses. Even if you were watching on TV. That's making me queasy. Yeah. Just think about it. Uh, 925 is saying so you can match different outfits. Yeah, there you go. Sh sure. Sure. I get it. I get it. I just, I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah, because I think whether you're old or not, if you're old school, you have old school values. There's something sacred about your team or your school colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. I something agree. It's not just the logo. It's the colors. Yeah. Yeah. 888-957-9570. Tony wants to come down your road, Alan. Are you ready? Yes. Are I'm, you ready for, I'm ready for Tony? the smoke, Tony. Tony, bring it. What do you got? You're on 95.7 The Game, Tony. Oh, we're having problems. There we go. Hey, Tony. Uh, it's refreshing. Well, yeah. you guys hear me? It, it's great hearing you guys on a Sunday morning. It's refreshing. Getting a little bit of baseball talk. We need a little bit of levity with the Giants who's doing so terrible right now. <laughs> but, Alan, I will tell you, it's acceptable, and I have one hat that is not a Giants color, and it's in red and gold because I, I wear it with my Niners jersey when I get to the game. Okay. So that I think that's the only acceptable one. Other than that, unacceptable. Sal, you got to get it out of there. All right, thanks. So he didn't really come down your road because I have a feeling that for the most I'm part. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. I'm definitely okay with that. Sure. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because yeah. it's still San Francisco. It's San Francisco. Yeah. 888-957-9570. Scott is in Hayward. Hello, Scott. What's up, sport? 
You know, uh, the alternate hats, I know the kids do it these days, as they say, for the fashion, but uh, like the black-on-black giants, I'm all right with that, but yesterday at my county fair booth, a kid came up wearing a Dodger blue with a white SF logo, and I wanted to clothesline him. It was like <laughs> viscerally damaging to my psyche. I could not handle it, and yeah. they should ban that forever, and that kid should have been thrown out of the fair, I'm just saying, so... Go Giants. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Glad that you didn't act on your violent impulse well, and we don't advocate know, I, violence. Yeah, but I, you're right. That's, yeah. You're not right that you should have closed on it, but that's terrible. I don't get it. I, I wanted to know what stand Scott was at. I could have I could have stopped by yesterday. Oh. Could have stopped by. Shout out, Scott. Mm-hmm. I hope you had fun at the fair because I know I did. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I do not get it. But you can't tell me because we're getting here. There's a special place in heck for split cappers from the 510. What's worse, though, a split capper or a blue Giants hat? It's got to be the blue Giants hat. Split cappers has to be the worst. It's really close, Alan. I don't know. I'm not sure how I would go on that. You know who's a big split cap guy? Coase. Coase. I know. He he, he just embraces it. Yeah, I know. I think Dumas has one in... in in his closet somewhere. I think we shamed him into not wearing it anymore. Dumas showed up. One of the first shows I did with him, and it's been too long since I've done this show with him. We we get going on basketball. We just have a great time. Mm-hmm. But I think the fir- one of the first times I did a show with him was during the Bay Bridge series, and he wore... Like a Giants jersey and an A's That's cap. what it was. Like, That's what it was. On. He didn't have the split. Take a yeah. stand. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? you? Who are you trying to fool here? Wow. Yeah. Five one zero. Scott was lucky. Dog hot sauce. We talked last week. You were supposed to stop by. You're right, Scott. I'm sorry. I got caught up with my deep fried Snickers. I didn't make it over there. Shout out, lucky dog hot sauce. Okay. So uh, the Padre, whatever those are, they kind of grew on me a little bit, but I have that, a hard time. That's just because your daughter. Yeah. That's just because your. I guess so. It's okay. Yeah. Look, if the and again. Giants. The logo with the, the top is one color and the bottom is the other. You gotta you gotta get this win, Gigantes. You can't go down to that team and that jersey. <laughs> you already did. You already did. Yeah. You, you still can win the series though. You know, there are some people, and I think my daughter was one who said, you know what, those uniforms are okay. There's a lot going on, but they're better than those ugly brown and mustard mm-hmm. ones. Although I kind of like the brown and mustard, kind of traditional. Yeah, right. I, I'm okay with the brown and. I'm okay with if 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 your colors are ugly, that's a different story. But at least be, you know, traditionally ugly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll get back to the Giants. Thank you, Alan, for sharing that. I'm with you. Yeah, from the five one zero blue Giants cap is is way worse. Blue Giants cap with a white logo SF. It's like. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. Explain yourself. Mm-hmm. The tell world that, is a worse kid. place. The world is a worse place for you wearing that cap. Tell, anyway. that, tell that kid from the fair to call in. <laughs> 888-957-9570. Are the Warriors, Allen, in your estimation, just trying to be fair here, mm-hmm. balanced? Obviously, they just won a tremendous championship, 75th anniversary season, great season. But are the Warriors having a rough offseason? They are, but we should be used to this now. They they are so rich, they're broke. That's the problem. This luxury tax is no joke. Allegedly, Draymond and Steph were on the phone with Dante DiVincenzo. You have Hall of Famers cold-calling players trying to convince them to take pay cuts and come to your team. That's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Cold-calling. Yeah. Like all of our first jobs. Come on, man. That's rough. 
I uh, I'm a little concerned about him, and I have a friend in Sacramento. I know somebody who kind of with the Kings, and I'm not talking about someone who's in media um, per se. Someone who's with the King. And weeks ago, during the playoffs, during the conference finals, I'm talking to this gentleman, and we're talking about the Kings and some of the players, and and he says, um, you know, if Divincenzo's not a good player, he says he's just he he doesn't help you. And he says he did better late in the year, but the games didn't matter. So I thought, okay, that's interesting. Because I remember when he was in Milwaukee before he got hurt, pretty good defensive player, and he could shoot the three ball. Well, the Kings decided not to keep him, and now he's a warrior. And I think if you squint, it's easy to see that, yeah, he could help you, especially when you lost Peyton. But I'm really concerned about DiVincenzo. He played better into the year, but, yeah, he did not have a very good year last year. And you look at what you're trying to replace in terms of Peyton's defense, mm-hmm. I, I I think it was the best, one of the best moves they could make given what was available to them. So I wouldn't say, oh, they blew it by doing that. But it's going to be tough to replace Porter and uh, Peyton and even Bielitsa to a degree. And DiVincenzo, fingers crossed. I'll just say that. Yeah, well, you you got to get healthy, right? He obviously got a ring with the Bucks, but I believe he was out in the first round with an injury that, Took him out for the rest of the playoffs. Bad, so, bad injury. Yeah. Get, so he gets over to the the Kings. He had he had surgically repaired ankle. So he's been injured. So maybe it's less of a GP two and more of an Otto Porter Junior story. Again, if you're with the Warriors, that means you probably have something to prove because the Warriors don't have a lot of cash to spread around. So and I've been saying this not for the newcomers, not for the Moses Moody's and the and the Kamingas of the world, but. For the GP twos, for the Auto Porter Juniors, the Warriors, why do you, they basically behave almost as a junior college, like last chance you? These guys that have struggled in the league a little bit, trying to get back on the right foot. You go to the Warriors, you look really good, you play on the big stage, then you get priced out, and you got people losing their minds on Twitter because we can't hold on to GP2. GP2 was almost out of the league. It's almost a money ball philosophy at the back end of the roster, right? right? Where you're looking for bargains. It is. Like Farhan-esque, huh, this guy we think is better than anyone else thinks in our system. And that, you know, you're trying to mix and match. Right, right. And you... Okay, this this makes sense. Now again, Dante DiVincenzo, he is a guy who makes sense for the Warriors in theory. He defends, he shoots the three ball. What is he going to be in actuality? That's what we need to find out. Number 1, he's got to get healthy, he's got to stay healthy. He could he he reads to me basically a combination of Otto Porter Jr. and GP2 cuz he's not going to defend like GP two, but and GP two hit some threes. Now he had, a, I, oh yeah, definitely a career year shooting three ball. He had some of those shooting numbers in games. You go like, oh my goodness, five for five, and he made all three of his threes. Amazing. And I'm saying, look, he was GP two was almost out of league. It is documented that he was planning on applying to a video, a video guy, a video recorder job. For I think the anybody Warriors. in the league could have picked him up before the Warriors. Exactly, got him back they they put him the on waivers, started, yeah. and everybody said no. So now you let him. So now you let him go. But I will say this, and I know I just said, "Hey, we'll be all right." But when he came back in the finals and made, I believe it was the first three he took in front of the Celtics bench. Chills. I mm-hmm. had chills. Mm-hmm. I had chills. Yeah. But again, he comes here. Last chance. You reinvigorates himself. He gets the bag. He gets paid. That's goes point. Everybody cries about it. Guess what? If if the Warriors are successful again, you'll be crying about Divincenzo in about two years because yeah. he'll price himself out of the Warriors. Both things can be true. 
Um, the Warriors, I don't think you can blame them for the decisions that they've made. Uh, but they are a little strapped, and the payroll is so high, and you go into the luxury tax, as we all know. I know Joe Lake have disputed some of the numbers that Tim Kawakami presented, but they got to be close, and they're way, way into that tax. So you can understand why the Warriors weren't willing to spend what it would take to keep those guys. I get that. I would not criticize them for that. You look at uh, Phoenix. Phoenix doesn't want to go into the tax, and that's why they're not keeping Aiton. Right. Like DeAndre Aiton. But given that, I understand that. I respect that. I sign off on that for what that's worth. But they're still, they're, they're facing a challenging offseason. They've got some holes to fill. Right. The plan, obviously, is the young guys will step up. They'll step in. They might, but I don't even know if you could say they probably will. That's the plan. We'll see if it works. But it's, it's, it's a tough offseason for them. As far as GP2, we saw the numbers, I believe, what was it, 28 mil for three years, something like that for for. The, tra- the Trailblazers and the yeah, Warriors, I believe, yeah. offered six mil a year. If you you start to get up because of the tax, you're paying GP2 60 mil. That's what it comes to a year. And for two years, because that tax, everyone keeps saying, well, they're making this money. The more you go into the tax, the more they charge you. So for two years, GP2 would cost almost 160 million. And we all love GP2, but you can't pay that. You cannot yeah. pay that. Think of it like this. When you get DoorDash... And you see, or you buy a concert ticket, whatever you want to call it. Let's stick with DoorDash. And you see the taxes and you see the fees. Even though your mac and cheese from Homeroom was only $15 and somehow you spent $35. Think about luxury tax like that, but worse. Yep. But worse. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. $7 for every dollar, I think exactly. it is. Exactly. And yeah. you're giving that money to other teams to help them compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the text line here. Uh, the Comcast business text line always open, 888-957-9570. 510 says, Moody replaces Gary's minutes with very smart two-way play. Yeah, but here's another thing. we got to be honest about this, and I love Moody. But Moody, even his staunchest defenders when he was drafted, pointed out that good team defenders, smart, not really quick laterally. And uh, I believe the Warriors have worked on that, and they've made some progress there. But he's just not, uh, he's not very quick laterally. So he's not Gary Payton. So he's not going to be able to do the not, things Gary Darrell, Payton can do. Yeah. Gary yeah. Payton was Darrell Revis. Yeah. You can put him on an island. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know if Moody can do that yet. Yeah. So he's a good player. He's going to help you. But to think that, oh, well, you lose Payton. Moody can do that. He can't do all the things. Some things he can do better than Payton, but he's not that yeah. great on the ball. We'll put him on anybody. Defender. He's a good defender. He'll get better, but he's not Peyton. From the 510 also here, different uh, 510 number. Any thoughts on grabbing Blake Griffin and Carmelo Anthony to strengthen our bench? The Carmelo thing just won't go away. For me, if you can get him to buy in, sure. But you talk about defense. Jordan Poole is still trying to improve. Steph is now a good defender. But the... Why everybody was so worried about the Warriors when they lost that first game is you started to see, man, you got Draymond, who can't do anything offensively, but great on defense. Looney, he's a glue guy, but not really an offensive threat. So you had a lot of DHs in certain ways. You had defenders that couldn't really play offense, and you had, I wouldn't say offenders, but offensive players mm-hmm. like Jordan Poole, who can't play defense. So you're going to add Carmelo, who's another guy that you have to hide on defense. That's what I'd be worried about, number one. And number two, that guy's a black hole with the basketball. It, he, you're you're not getting it He's back. He's not a good fit. Would he, would he buy in to the Warriors' style of play? I don't know. He's an inefficient offensive player who doesn't defend well. I just bless him. He's had a 
amazing career. I don't want him. Blake Griffin, I'd be somewhat interested in. Obviously, he's not close to what he once was. Injuries have taken their toll, but given where I am, the amount of money I have available, I wouldn't shut the door on that if he has. I would go Blake Griffin. Yeah, I would go Blake Griffin before Carmelo. Carmelo, I just I'm with you. I don't have any. uh, I don't want that at all. And I don't know if it's the name. And he has he did play decent in Portland. He played okay in in Los Angeles, right? So I get it. But for me, if it's between Blake Griffin and Carmelo, I'm going Blake Griffin all day. Number one, he's going to compete on defense for whatever he has left. And number two, Blake Griffin has basically done the, not not to the same degree, but he's basically done the Vince Carter thing where he's improved his three ball because he's lost what he can't jump out the gym anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's had to adapt and he has adapted for the most part. So that's a guy who, hey, if the ball swings around and there's five seconds left on the shot clock, I don't mind Blake Griffin shooting a, a corner three. Yeah, That's where he is. Yep. I don't, that's not the first option, but I don't mind it. I'm with you. By the way, speaking of Moody, I think Moody has a chance to be a really good shooter. Yes. The three ball. And, and that was why they didn't bring him up and play him more earlier. Because he'd go to Santa Cruz and light it up. They'd bring him up here, and he just wasn't shooting well. And he finally you know, had that big game against Dallas. Mm-hmm. But when he showed that he could make that shot at the NBA level, that's when he got more minutes. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he still has a lot of upside there. And he's showing that. It's like summer league. He's like... I don't belong here, but rather than oh, I don't want to play, he's gonna he shows you this is why I don't belong here. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Instead of kind of like eh, I don't really want to play hard. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about Moody, sure, you're not gonna get everything you get from GP two defensively, but GP two was the smallest forward I've ever seen. I mean, GP two. I don't know if I've ever seen GP two bring the ball up. He's not a guard. He's really not a guard. They played him like at the center's position in the dunker spot. So Moody, he actually will be able to bring the ball up and spell Steph and spell Jordan Poole and play with Steph and play with Jordan Poole. So that's a dimension that, and DiVincenzo. So that's a dimension that they didn't have. What what GP2 was, it's really what I, when, so Whitey, when people ask me, oh, what, you might've even done this. Oh, what position do you play? And I'll say, when, when I played baseball and they, and I'll say, guess. Everybody guesses second base, but they don't know I'm left-handed. And I've always told them I'm left-handed stuck in a second baseman's body. Mm. GP2 is a center stuck in a guard's body, Mm -hmm. right? Or a power Mm -hmm. forward stuck in a guard's body. That's what he is. Mm -hmm. So you really aren't losing a guard in that sense. You're losing a guard defender, but you're not losing a guard offensively. And you're going to gain a guard offensively with DiVincenzo. And you could say with Moody because Moody is now going to get more minutes and defensively, no, you're not going to get what GP2 has, but nobody, there's only one GP2. It's GP2, it's Patrick Beverly, who is another name that keeps coming up if the Jazz want to buy him out. I did the math already. So Patrick Beverly, and look, I'm not putting my hands in anybody's pockets, but Patrick Beverly has made about $65 million in his career. He hasn't gotten to the promised land yet. Does he say, and he's 34 years old, does he say maybe hmm. it is about the money or, you know what? Let me just get this vet minimum. Let's ride with the Warriors and let's make it happen. Now, how that works with him and Draymond, that's a that's a conversation for a different day. If or they both want to win, and I think they do, they would work it out. They would work yeah. it out. So there's a lot going on there. So you were an outfielder. Maybe play a little first base? No. Yeah, maybe in Little League. Yeah. <laughs> how come there's no left-handed or very few left-handed catchers? Because of all the because of all the right-handed and hitters. Hitters, yeah. yeah. Hitting him in the back of the head. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's Alan Styles, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason. Coming up, speaking of baseball, can the Giants turn this lackluster season back around next on 95.7 The Game?